with a mission, where our purpose is to perpetuate and promote the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We are delighted you've tuned in with us again this week for what will be the second part of the discussion on gifts and talents. And again in the studio with us, David Ham. Hey, Greg. You are in turn. Hello. And on mic number four, sitting in with us today, Jesse Carrasco. Hey. We pulled her in, and she's usually behind the scenes making things happen. And today she's going to be joining in on this conversation. But before we get into part two, we want to talk a little bit about uh, what TSC Music is going to be involved in this year. We've felt the need of the Holy Spirit to pull back on some extra curricular activities of this year. Not doing any less ministry, but just some of the extra stuff. Like Easter production, the Sent by God production, we've decided to postpone and do the full production next year. So you can be in prayer with us about that as we continue to write uh, new music, new script for part two. I'm still kind of excited about it, even yeah. though we're not doing it this year. I'm still very excited about what uh, will transpire uh, out of the writing uh, for next year. So next year, Sent by God, will be Act 1 and Act 2. So get ready. New music, new script, all scriptural, and yeah. very evangelistic. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be, be awesome. massive. Yeah. yeah you're going to have to put on the preacher hat, <laughs> the other hat, you know, all your... <laughs> <laughs> Still oh, yes. trying to figure out how to retire that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so there are four areas that we're going to be concentrating on now with this podcast this year. And Jess, won't you tell us a little bit about some of those four areas? Um, sure. Well, you know, we're going to, the first area is one area that we've done a lot of throughout the history of this podcast, which is just interviewing artists and getting the stories behind their, their music, their ministry, what God's done in them. So we're going to continue that as area number one. Um Area number two is a little bit of kind of what we're doing today, um, continuing in that vein in terms of uh, kind of more theological questions, uh, kind of breaking out, uh, you know, what what certain theological areas mean, diving into them, especially as they relate to music ministry. Yeah, a lot of these phrases we hear thrown around in music mm-hmm. ministries and, and uh, don't really get discussed a lot. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we want to get into that. Yeah, so that's uh, area number two. Area number three, we're going to do a little bit more of kind of a technical music training, uh, maybe some music theory, some vocal training, arrangement, those kind of kind of things. Right. So we'll get into some of the technical musical aspects. And then the fourth is um, more of a kind of practical behind the scenes of music ministry, music industry, uh, really what goes into, into those um, those kind of things. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. You how's going to be mm-hmm. doing some teaching, you know. Right. If you don't know, he's he's an excellent musician. Yeah. Bassist. Let's go, you he's huh? our transcriptions. He's a writer. He's been writing and uh, he's working on a new children's project now. Well, I can't let too much out of the bag about it, mm-hmm. but uh, you're going to hear about that soon. Uh, so he's been uh, very, very active over here. In, the in fact, he's doing choir parts, too. I heard him in here singing soprano couple of times. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be hearing from him and people like Harry Vaughn and uh, Jung Ben Kim and some of the other people around here who are uh, trained, uh, formerly trained musicians. And so some of the clinics and workshops and things that you'll be hearing on the podcast are just going to be very, very exciting. So I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, you know, we talked about that last section Um the behind the scenes of ministry and behind the scenes of the industry. And uh, we talked a little bit uh, in a podcast some years ago, some years ago, <laughs> about a year or two ago, <laughs> uh, about the the music ministry and the music industry and can they coexist hmm. or how they should coexist. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're going to get back into that a little more because there, there there's a transition happening uh, in music ministry today, where it is becoming a lot more commercial, a lot more commercial than it's ever been. Yet the commercialism of music ministry is different because of the medium in which we're getting music today. Mm. You know, with the yeah. internet and uh, uh, media b- being used the way it is, it's not about CDs and stuff anymore. So everybody's taking a very different approach to getting their music out. Right. You know, and uh, so we're going to be talking about that and. Uh, the the uh, relevance of that and uh, and the effectiveness uh, of that in this season. So we're excited about that. I know I am. I know David is because yes, he's I over am. there. He's not smiling, but I know he's excited. He's just thinking. You know. through it all. It's like, man, we're going to bring a lot of info, a lot of knowledge, yeah. and 
to the listeners, and um, it's exciting. I really hope that uh, those that are listening would share with others to to uh, listen in as well, and that this thing will grow. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think again, it's just a lot of topics and a lot of information that um, sometimes we don't talk about as much, you know, in church, um, especially in relation to just the music. As you were saying, industry and ministry and that balance, whether right, they coexist right. or not. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, if if our listeners have any thoughts or questions along those lines, any of those four areas that that we've laid out and there's something kind of burning, well, I've always wondered about this. Mm-hmm. Shoot us a message. Send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook. What are, what are the, the questions that you want to see answered or, or discussed um, or that you want insight into? And we'll try right. and tackle it. Yeah. And people don't realize we, we've done no real publicity about this right. podcast. We've not done a blitz of any kind. We haven't done a mailer. Uh, but we do want our listeners who are consistent listeners to help us get the word out. Yeah. Share the podcast. Send it to somebody. Send a link to somebody. Show them where to get it. Uh, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter again, like, like, like Jesse said, and help us spread the word. We're going to be making an effort, however, this year to get the word out a little more about this podcast and these, these discussions. These very necessary discussions, yeah. I think. And believe in God that uh, this podcast will be edifying to the body and to the listener. And then, of course, uh, will challenge us to do ministry better uh, and mm-hmm. represent him well uh, in the kingdom. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and dive right into part two of Gifts and Talents right after this message. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. And we're back, and we're here in the studio with our good friends discussing gifts and talents as it relates to music ministry and as it relates to the church in general. We hope to get to that part at some point in this discussion. But there's so much with regards to gifts and talents that you can stay right here in this area of it. And this area of ministry, music, the music ministry, and it's been hours and oodles of hours of just discussing all of the idioms uh, within that area. Uh, we talked last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. It was ago. two weeks ago when we uh, opened up this discussion, uh, and I shared with you uh, that I used to believe that there were only two kinds of people who should be in music ministry that were gifted and talented people. And of course... We grew, when I say we grew, I grew, <laughs> and we all grow, but I grew in the Lord and grew to realize that uh, th- there's, there's some truth to that, mm-hmm. um, but there's another level. There's a whole nother level uh, because you can just have gifted and talented people and have no called or anointed people, and uh, it's just never enough to just have skill and be talented. And so, of course, you need gifted and talented people, but you also need people who who acknowledge that God is the giver of the gift. Yes. And and they are now willing to give him back the gift. So you need people who are ready and willing. And uh, I think we said that you can be willing and not be ready. That's right. But you can't be ready and not be willing. We then went on to discuss uh, the need for us to deploy our gifts mm-hmm. in order for people to employ. And I've got some very real examples uh, of that as recent as two weeks ago. We put this podcast up and somebody immediately started deploying their gifts. And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about it nice. uh, today <laughs> and kind of point you to some of that work. Uh, some incredible work, as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, gifts are given. We, uh, at least I, I always felt gifts are given, talents are developed. So we kind of talked about that idea uh, a little bit. Everybody kind of chimed in mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. And, uh, you know, you have said uh, he, he's never been given a birthday talent or <laughs> 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 well, Christmas talent, you know, <laughs> but a birthday gift. Uh, and on last night, uh, even in rehearsal, I shared some of this with YPC. I shared those five questions with them. Mm. And those five questions that I shared with you in the previous podcast were, what are some of your hobbies? What special gifts or what special skills, I'm sorry, do you have? Or what productive thing that you do 
that you really love to do that you find fulfillment doing? That's one question. And number four was, what kind of formal training do you have? And then the last question, which is the question that turned to rudder for me when I was in college, and that is, how much of all of the above benefits the body of Christ or the kingdom of God? Mm. And it really did turn my way of thinking about gifts and talents and skills and all the stuff that I love to do and all the stuff that I do, it really made me rethink. Because when you get to question five, you almost have to go back to question one now and rethink that. Because your hobbies are some of the things you love to do, but they're not necessarily fulfilling. (laughs) How did YPC Mm. respond when you asked them that question? The response was phenomenal. They started writing. They started taking out pen and paper because I got to the first question and it was, you know, general response. But the second one, they started thinking and realized that this was going somewhere. Right. And then, of course, by the time I mentioned the fifth question, I had to repeat them all because they (laughs) weren't writing and now they want to write them down. But it was really good because it wasn't one of those deep theological things. Right. You know, it was just a very surface uh, bunch of questions that really did make them think about the fact that everything we do Everything we do as believers, uh, everything we do is supposed to be unto the glory of God. That's for the right. glory of God. You know, if That's we're working right. at McDonald's, if we're working at Saks, if we're working, you know, uh, wherever, at Starbucks, somewhere in there, we've got to find a way to be glorifying the Father. And that's how we greet people. That's it's right. how we talk to people. It's how we service them when they are looking at us like we're, you know, uh, crazy or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's how do we glorify the Father and how do we yeah. benefit the kingdom yeah. while behind the register at, at Starbucks? Yeah. Whatever you do, do all Absolutely. to the glory of all God. to the glory of yeah. God. Yeah. I think we say, well, you do everything for the glory of God. And sometimes just the idea of everything that I'm supposed to do for the glory of God can almost be feel overwhelming or how do I even achieve that? How do I even achieve that working at the cash register that this very thing of me being able to give change to someone Mm -hmm. would give glory to God? Well, again, it goes back to understanding that your lifestyle um, is a life lived through the grace of God Mm. and and in his grace, he's able to help you um, in every aspect of your life. And and it's, it's like, let's, let's understand this. Like I want to go back to my son. You know, I know we had talked to him before about like basketball and, and um, but the idea of right now I have the opportunity to help my son understand that God wants to help you even while you're playing basketball, Mm -hmm. help you even while you're in class right now, understanding math and science. Um, And as you're taking this journey through school and as there are talents that are starting to grow within you, God has everything to do with it. Um, And sometimes we'll separate certain things that we have going on in our life Mm-hmm. That this is just what I'm doing and this is me. But this part of my life, all glory to God. Right. There's this great song. I think it's Stephen Curtis Chapman has a song. It's a, it, You do oh, yeah. everything that you do. Do everything you what, do, you know? yeah. And of course, as a mom, the one line that it always he's like, you know, you're picking up Cheerios off the floor for right. the 15th time today. <laughs> you know, but... Um, yeah. But it can as we're, you know, as we're going through the, our daily lives and, you know, yeah. like, yes, we work full time in ministry, mm-hmm. but at the same time, a lot of my day is spent getting kids in and out of the car, yeah. packing lunches, cleaning up Cheerios off the floor for the 15th time to, you know what I mean? But, you know, uh, you know, God is just challenging me on like, okay, even in this, in the way that you're dealing with your kids or, you know, going through that routine that becomes just a routine and a routine and a routine like how do you you know but continuing to to do that in a way that honors god yeah. you know what I mean? toys on the living room floor for the 15th time today matching up socks sweeping up lost cheerios that got away you put a baby on your hip the color on your lips and head out the door and while i may not know you i bet i know you wonder sometimes
And that reminds me of, uh, you know, something about uh, the Levites in the Old Testament. You know, p- part of their responsibility it wasn't just singing in the temple all the time. It was maintenance, mm. you know, and even cleaning the toilets would be in our day. So, you know, that was whole part of the yeah. their responsibility. And it wasn't compa- uh, put into one compartment, right. you know, here singing and then, uh, you know, other, other things. No, that's so relevant, too, because and, and, and I think in all of this, if we're cleaning up Cheerios, we're making lunch, uh, we're, we're cleaning the toilets, we're singing, we're ministering. What, what What's also happening is we're working. Uh, we looked at Second Timothy, and again, I'm recapping uh, a mm-hmm. little bit of what we discussed. Uh, we looked at Second Timothy and, and, and made note of the fact that Paul, you know, when Paul's in prison, uh, he's writing to Timothy and he's giving him very specific instructions. Um, uh, he's telling them in Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter two, you know, to study, to show yourself approved, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And he's telling them this because, you know, Timothy's not walked this way before in a sense, and uh, uh, the people are now accustomed to hearing uh, an ear itching gospel. It's it's a, you know tingling ear and uh, strung together words, thing that things that sound well. Uh, but not hearing the absolute truth. And so they're going to resist truth. And so Paul is telling them, prepare yourself. Yeah. And the way to do that is to study. Simple. Study and then to show, which is what I want to pick up on now, to show that self-approval. We talked about exploiting the gospel. We talked about demonstrating. We talked mm-hmm. about uh, exposing, if you will. Yes. You know, that's exactly what Tim, Paul is telling Timothy. You know, study to show thyself approved, uh, to exploit this gospel. Study so that you can declare it. Study so that you can uh, expose it, so that you can exploit it, so, so that people can hear the absolute truth. Yeah. And that you're not out there bumbling and mumbling and, you know, yeah. going, you know, just profane babbling as That's it goes right. on in the rest of those verses, yeah. just saying nothing to no, to, to no profit, um, but to, to be on point. And I think a lot of times in, in the Christian arts is everybody can be an actor, everybody mm-hmm. can be a dancer, everybody's a, you know, an aspiring musician and everybody's aspiring to write and everybody's a recording artist. But many haven't done the Second Timothy chapter two thing yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't studied, and I don't mean just the word. I mean even the craft in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You know, because somebody told them they sound good. You know, somebody told them they were skilled, or somebody told them they were talented, and now they are ready to conquer the world like a hundred million other artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the competition yeah. is fierce. Yeah, we don't. Um, I remember growing up, and like the whole I, the word show was always like a bad thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it was, don't you dare show off. Right. Or what you trying to do a show right now? Show Who out. Who you trying to show out? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's everything about show was always in a negative way. And I think if we look at scripture a little bit more closely, just as you're sharing now, Greg, that um, there is a healthy intent on what we're supposed to show. Right. Um, especially when we understand that we're to do all things for the glory of mm-hmm. God. And man, it's just what a... Um, what a good feeling to know that, yes, I am called to show something. I'm called to show the love of Jesus. I'm called to show Christ. I'm called to, to um, that if, if I'm on the stage or if there's, a, there's that spotlight moment in life, I'm supposed to show and reflect who Jesus is that he might receive the glory. I love being able to tell, especially now in, in the context of like uh, drama ministries or like, like when I'm at Summit, uh, I get the opportunity to kind of just pour into a drama ministry that they mm-hmm. have at the Bible school. And I'm and I've been actually talking to them about what it is to do a really good show because we want to put Christ on display right, in right. excellence. Yeah. So let's show Jesus. Yeah. Let's make sure the show looks really good and it's done in excellence. Yeah. And we don't have to be afraid of that word show mm-hmm. anymore. Wow. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I think, you know. And, and and there's no denying scripture. I mean, obviously we spell it differently, but in the King James is S E S H E W. But it means the same thing. It yeah. means to display. It means to exhibit. It means to put on display. It means to to proffer, if you will, yes. uh, to exploit. And uh, but but he follows. But, but but Paul's statement is to show thyself approved unto God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you see, and a lot of times we're trying to we're seeking the approval of men yeah. mm-hmm. and the accolades of the audience 
Paul says, no, show yourself approved, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman yes. need not be ashamed. And this, and, and what happens here is that when you, when you do this unto the Lord and you, and, and, I, and I, I want to use this very carefully and you get a stamp as it is, uh, if I can call it that from God, you know, and you know, you're doing this unto the Lord mm-hmm. and this is, there's no, you know, there's no issue in the heart that it liberates you from the opinions of men. That's right. Absolutely. You know, so now you can do this and now you can leave your house every day and not concern yourself so much with whether or not, you know, men will like you or or if they're going to appreciate you or if they're going to think that you're doing it. Because see, the moment you start thinking that is the moment you are not in a place where you're ready. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're ready, when you know this is unto the Lord and you're liberated from the opinions of men. That's good. That's a that's a very delicate line to walk, you know, because we're human and there's something about us that always does want the approval of men. Can you imagine going to work every day and right. everybody just say, ah, why are you here? You know, <laughs> you know I don't like the way you serve. <laughs> yeah. I don't like the way you play. I don't like the way you write. Oh, I don't like, you know, And but yet you show up every day. They won't fire you, <laughs> but you're there every day. Can you imagine what that would do to your morale, to your, your inner man? So there's a part of us that, yes, is affected by that. But I'm telling you, when the Holy Spirit f- liberates you from the opinions of men, that's right. That that's when you're walking in the true uh, showmanship, if you will, unto God. That's and right. And you can just do this, and it's just there's just an absolute peace in your spirit, man. How about let's take a quick break, and while we're going in and out of these breaks, you're going to be listening to some people who have deployed their gifts. These are some of the uh, musicians and singers and musician uh, ministers of music who have ministered here, and some of our friends from around the area who have been uh, guests here on the podcast. These people have deployed their gifts. They put it out there. And again, it's not for the sole purpose of selling CDs, but it is to advance the kingdom of God. Listen, and we'll be right back. Rekindle the romance between you and I. Those intimate moments to my memory bring back. Ecclesiastes 3, chapter 1, everybody knows that verse, to everything is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And, you know, scripture goes on right through verse 7 or 8, what the time for this, a time for that, a time to kill, a time to, you know, to live, a time to plant and pluck up with that which was planted, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. I mean, it just goes on and on and oh, on. Yes. But all these things that there's a time for, and I, and I, and I believe even if we went back to Second Timothy, we would also see the same thing that Paul is saying to, to uh, Timothy, because 
I think it's during this time, this season in which there's a time to do this, there's a time that I think there's also a time to deploy your gifts and there's a time to not. It's just like a farmer. You don't just throw your seeds out in the field any time of the year. There's a season in which you deploy. There's a season in which you till the field, if you will, and a time in which you are to deploy deploy the seed. And then there's a time to, to reap the harvest. So it doesn't all happen and at the same time, it doesn't all happen in 30 days as a process. And in that process, I think for a lot of young musicians, uh, that that's what I like to call an apprenticeship. You know, it's a, it's a season in which y- you are now trained, you're in training. You know, so you, so you learn to get under some people who are already doing what you feel the Lord's calling you to do. So, so this apprenticeship period is a time in which we are learning to be ready. I think Paul was saying the same thing to Timothy. Study to show thyself approved. That was Timothy's apprenticeship. Timothy was Paul's apprentice. But even in prison, he's pouring into Timothy, saying, get ready. Prepare yourself this way. Do it this way, because this is what you're up against. And so he's training him. And it was important for Timothy to, to grab hold of that. Otherwise, he he, he pr- perhaps would have gone out there. And you, we've all been full of zeal and, and, and vigor and vitality at some mm-hmm. point in our lives. Uh, um, where, you know, we said too much or we said the wrong things mm-hmm. or we said it in the wrong timing, you know, it was the wrong time. And uh, we ended up in, you know, some some verbal discussion or, or trouble. Can, you I, know? can I add a comment? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the scripture where it says, be ready in season and out of season. Mm-hmm. I heard a preacher talk about it one time and he said, you know, most often we think about it means that be ready in season and out of season for the other people. You know, for example, you're in the busy intersection, mm. so you just start preaching no matter if it's the right time or right. if it's in season for them. But the, he was saying it's actually in season or out of season for yourself. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Timothy. Right, exactly. Know. Sometimes you feel like doing it sometimes you don't but you still got to do it absolutely but you still have to be sensitive to the other people's needs Mm -hmm. you know is this the right timing right is this does this person have time yeah uh, yeah to hear what i'm saying or you know but uh it's good no that's perfect i mean it's it's an it's an it's an appointed time you know And uh, and sure, we don't always know God's timing. We don't always know, you know, our ways are not His ways, our thoughts are not His thoughts, yeah. and certainly our timetable is not <laughs> His timetable. Yeah. Uh, who was it that said, you know, seasons are not always governed by clocks and calendars? Um, who was that? Uh, does that sound familiar to anybody? I don't know, but it sounds mm-hmm. good. It sounds oh, good, though. I heard yeah. preacher say, seasons are not always governed by clocks and calendars, by re- but by revelation and truth. Mm. Mm. And, uh, and so, and I don't, you know, I don't know if the truth, well, maybe the truth comes first and the revelation comes or the revelation comes and the truth comes either way. (laughs) It's governed by revelation and truth. And so if you're going to be ready to minister, then you have to have revelation and truth. It can't be, oh, I've got a, an event coming up, you know what I mean? On February 26th. And so I, therefore, regardless, I'm going to be ready. No, you may not be ready. Mm -hmm. It's governed by revelation and truth, not clocks and calendars. And there, you know, the, talking about timing and seasons in terms of gifts and talents, I think, or it's at least been my experience, there are different times and seasons for deploying different gifts and talents. Mm. You know, I think we can sometimes can get stuck on like, well, this is my gifting, so I got to just deploy it, deploy yeah. it, deploy it, or like I just got to do this and make sure that it's out there, you know, which is, I think, not what we're saying. Um, but that we all have different gifts and talents that, that God has put in us and is and will develop those talents in different seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, I come from a theater background and so, you know, was trained in theater, but coming into, you know, laying it down and becoming a Christian doesn't necessarily mean like, okay, now I'm going to do theater for right. Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, when I laid that down, I laid it down, it was done dead, you know, <laughs> and was really open to like, okay, God, well, what do you have for me? Mm-hmm. You know, show me what you want to yeah, do. And yeah. throughout the course of, you know, my walk and, and serving in ministry, there have been times when he said, yes, now I want you to do that thing. 
But then there's been seasons where it's like, no, I want to show you something else that I've put in you that you don't even know is there. Yeah. Mm. You know, and if we get so stuck on that, this one area is my gift and talent and this is what I'm called to, we'll never develop the talents in other areas. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's critical. Uh, and I go back to those five questions again, because I remember that season of my life, (laughs) that time of my life where, you know, I had already made up in my mind that music was not going to be something I was going to do for the rest of my life. Just, and for different reasons, you know, I, I felt like, you know, if you weren't Michael Jackson and your daddy wasn't named Joe, you couldn't make it in music anyway, <laughs> you know. So, so, um, but I, it's just not something I wanted to do. I never wanted to be doing music full time. But as much as, um, you know, I went to school for computers and then went to school for business and, and started businesses and uh, had a successful business. God gives us a season of success, and, uh, and but it seems like he, you know, if that's not what he's, and I'm using the word calling lightly in this case, mm-hmm. but if that's not what he's called or destined you to do for the rest of your life, you know, he'll grant you a season of success in that thing that you love to do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not detrimental to you. It's not detrimental to society. It's not harming the kingdom. It's work. So you'll have a season of success in that area, but ultimately, he's going to get out of you what he's put in you. And I ran for a long time. I didn't realize I was running, but because I had in my heart, I just was not going to do music. God takes the one thing, and this is what blows me away about (laughs) the Lord, is that he takes the one thing that I have no formal training in, and I'm doing it for the rest. I've been doing it for all my adult life. Mm. And the things that I have formal training in for a season, I was not doing but then he takes all of those things and I end up doing all of those things in the kingdom. Think about it. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. the past few weeks, staff will tell you that I've been the IT guy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I'm thinking, yeah, I went to school. I got this computer degree. I'm never going to use it, you know, and mm-hmm. if I'm not, uh, I mean, if I am, God, I got to, I got to, I can't be stuck here in the church all the time. And the Lord says, no, yes, you can, because I'm going to use that for the kingdom. And so here I am setting up computers for the staff and uh uh who would have thunk it (laughs) you know i've been i've I've, similarly like i've been blown away sometimes Mm. as you know i'm in the middle of doing something that i've been asked to do you know that doesn't seem to be related to you know my background or my training and then i see how god is bringing it all around you know um as you know one of the things in my in my time here at music ministry that I don't even know how it fell in my lap, but it, it has become a huge part of my job is, you know, preparing people to share their testimonies on, on our, during yeah. our Sunday night evangelistic services. I don't know how it became part of my job. I don't even remember, <laughs> but it, and it ballooned into this thing and God talk about like God using your work to teach you. He's God has taught me so much through the process of doing this. Um, but I'm, constantly amazed at how my theater directing training plays into this mm. you know in that in uh being trained as a as a director you know it's all about telling a story how are you using these theatrical elements to tell the story and what is the through line of what you're trying to communicate and how do each of those these you know whether it's the lighting or the set or the co- like how does all of that play into what you're trying to say yeah but it directly relates to what I do day in and day out with people as I sit down and I hear their life story and I hear what God has done in them and helping them shape in five minutes how to communicate that. Okay. So it's like, how does how does each piece of what you're going to say help communicate that message of what God has done in you? Yeah, but yeah. It, it ta- I never would have thought <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going to be called to, to help right. people tell testimonies. But it's it's. He it's brings it all. He brings yeah. it all back yeah. around. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we may never fully grasp mm-hmm. God's timing mm-hmm. on things, but you're um, you can rest assured that when we trust in Him and we put our faith in Him, that you will be completely fulfilled yeah. mm-hmm. in His perfect yeah. timing. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't fully understand your timing but i am completely fulfilled lord yeah in your timing yeah yeah uh, and i'm learning that yeah, yeah. I, I learned it i learned it late but i learned it you know <laughs> yeah. 
Because I ran, and I, and I had already told the Lord and, and three angels that I wasn't doing this full-time. <laughs> full anyway. I just yeah. wasn't going to do it. You know? I, I love that uh, illustration that uh, Corey Ten Boom used. Uh, you remember, Greg, uh, mm-hmm. was it last year we were in uh, Netherlands yeah, yeah. and uh, went to the house of right. the home of Corey Ten Boom, who was an uh, evangelist and so on. But she loved this illustration of uh, this work of art she was mm-hmm. doing. Yes. What do you call it? Thing? Uh, It's a, like an embroidery. Embroidery. Right. Mm-hmm. And where you work on a certain picture, uh, but you only see the reverse mm-hmm. side, the loose ends. and uh, But God sees the beautiful picture right. that's taking place the on side, the other yeah. side. Yeah. We may never see until we one day in heaven the the whole picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we often see the reverse side and it doesn't always make sense, you know. It yeah. makes it even seem confusing, but every once in a while he gives us a a, a glimpse, you know, of uh, what is to come. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's got to be a part of uh the behind the scenes session when we finally do it mm. because people don't know what goes into preparing for the Sunday night evangelistic service. Mm. There is some preparation. Yeah. It's not staged, but it's certainly pre- preparation. Um, and uh, some preparedness and some readiness for yeah. a lot of people. Well, and that's you know is when you I think when you said this scripture last week, the study, the prepare yourself. That's what I was thinking of because mm-hmm. I think there's you know talking about testimonies. There's a misconception that it's like oh you just get up and God will fill my mouth. Yeah. No, but there is a preparation Absolutely. to knowing how to communicate that. Yeah. You know, just. We're gonna come right back right after this. one of the most powerful weapons that Satan has against you. Once he has gotten you with fear, then he will take your faith. Because fear is actually the opposite of faith. The Lord said, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Now fear is when we look at the size of the opposition that we have to encounter and dismay comes when we look inside and don't see enough strength to fight the battle. God's word was don't let fear or dismay get a hold of you because it's not about you. It's about Christ in us. That's the good news. Paul says to Timothy, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He's not given us a spirit of fear. Fear When that simple word gets into your heart, that's where the sound mind comes from. Fear not. I don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Face your fears and overcome them by the power of God. Face them now. It's very hard to get right with God in a season of panic. There are going to be many things in the future that are going to cause fear. And some things are causing fear today. But for the child of God, God says to you, fear not. That's where your sound mind will come from. Fear not. I know what fear can do. I was paralyzed by it for over nine years. But I know when I came to Christ and made a choice of going all the way with Him and walking with Him, there's no fear in my heart. If you will make that choice, you'll be astounded at the power of God that is available for you. Power, love, and a sound mind. That's what comes from God. And it only comes from God. It only comes. Pastor Carter Conlon's new book, Fear Not, Living Courageously in Uncertain Times, is now available at Barnes Noble, Amazon.com, and wherever Christian books are sold. And we're back. And, uh, man, the discussion is just enlightening. You were saying something in the break, you uh, about uh, showing. Showing, yeah. Showing, yeah. Well, I was I just wanted to point out the difference between showcasing yourself or your talent versus showcasing Christ through you, that there is a difference between. And uh, the scripture I had in mind was uh, in Second uh, Corinthians 4, verse 7, where Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Mm-hmm. So the point of God does not give the, the gifts to us so that we will showcase our own excellencies, you know, mm-hmm. how excellent we are. That's not what Paul was doing. Uh, and there were others who were doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah. And uh, they were trying to 
draw people away from Christ-centered life. Right. And that that can happen if talents take the center, center focus. Exactly, you know? exactly. And so uh, I get excited even just hearing that because it all ties to just the good news, the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ, that we as an undeserving people, mm-hmm. we've been given gifts We've been given the opportunity to do something very special, which is simply that he would be glorified and whatever special or whatever gift that you have. And um, and so what we show um, coming out of what we've studied is me studying the grace of God and studying who he is, that I might have a further understanding of what this glory should look like and what I'm going to show, you know, it's got to make sense. And in order for it to Mm -hmm. make sense, I've got to study. I've got to study. I've got to be in the word. I've got to be able to have, you know, because, you know, I think also one way to look at it is like the gift that I receive from Jesus Christ is the tool to put in work Mm -hmm. that I might bear witness of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a tool mm-hmm. and it's a gift that I get. It's not something that I've like possessed or have owned all mm-hmm. my life. You know, it's, it's go, it goes back to, to, to what she said. And you know, I've never gotten a birthday talent, <laughs> you know, no, we should, we, just, should, we should invent one though. We should <laughs> that, create a new, uh, yeah, it's a classic line now for yeah. here uh, on our uh, podcast. I'm going to hear like, about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well go ahead and design the t-shirt. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think my daughter's going to be too happy with talents <laughs> yeah, next week. I, I, I got to do something with it and, yeah. uh, and come that's back next right. year. Well, that's a challenge for, for a parent to a child. Yeah. Here's a birthday talent. Next year, this time, what are you gonna it do needs to be something else. Yeah. 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 which was ministered, showed, performed, <laughs> dare I say, <laughs> by our Kids Praise Choir, the KPC of TSC. And uh, that song was written by your son, you huh? And the rap that you heard was Dave's son. Yeah. How incredible. Yeah, you talk about deploying gifts. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. writing and then rapping. They're both in the choir. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Oh, man. Well, if I start with with this particular song, um, Daniel, who is now 16, he was nine at the time when he wrote that song, 
we were still in Finland, and uh, we saw an advertisement in a in a Christian magazine for a comp- songwriting competition for children. And uh, Daniel was just at that age singing nonstop, mm-hmm. always singing. And uh, <clears throat> it was during that time when uh, in our family devotions he began to sing these new songs. And then my wife was a music teacher by education. She dictated the songs, the melodies down, and wrote down the lyrics because she could hear that they were complete songs right. with a verse, mm-hmm. chorus, verse. And it wasn't like he was sitting down to write a song. It was just very spontaneous moments. And then when this we saw this advertisement, we thought, well, maybe he can send one of the songs to the competition. And so we did. And... Uh, that's the song that you heard, and he won the first prize. And the, the, the prize was that it was going to be recorded by several hundred uh, strong children's choir. Wow. And then Daniel sang the, the lead vocal. That was before his voice uh, changed. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do it anymore. But, yeah, that was a, quite, a, quite a journey and a lesson for us because, <clears throat> you know, what God can do when you give your talents or your gifts to him. And, uh, and at nine, how did he even know to do that? I I still don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I thought I you mean, were going to say, well, I, I taught him. I trained him up. I, you know? I, 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 I didn't. Well, he took some <laughs> music lessons. I mean, he, he did play violin, so he had some musical training, but uh, in school, that was in school. I didn't teach him to do it. Right. But from but, a uh, spiritual perspective, he was raised in a godly home. He was raised with parents who... Well, sought the Lord daily for their children. Yeah, yeah. And so he had uh, really good examples before him to, to, to cause him to even want to write mm-hmm. a song like You Are My Light. Yeah. Dave, your son's rapping. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, didn't, um, he didn't write that rap verse, but um, I do remember him getting the opportunity to come in and audition mm-hmm. uh, for it. So it was one Sunday he comes in and auditions for the, the verse. And uh, by the next Sunday, he was told that he was going to be rapping the verse. And uh, I, for me, that was a wonderful treat um, to just to see my son having this amazing experience in the body of Christ, um, these opportunities to to grow um, in, in his talent and um, and just seeing seeing his giftings mm-hmm. um, um, come to light in his his young life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've always kind of just instilled in him and our other, our two girls too as well, that that God takes pleasure in these things, these creative things, um, these areas of interest that we're now still discovering amongst our kids, the things yeah, that they yeah. say they want to do or what they like. Um, and as the list grows, and we're hoping that list <laughs> will start to... <laughs> It was short <laughs> at some point. So and we try to keep pace and explore all these little different ideas that they want to do from either whether it's baking cupcakes to I want to play volleyball. Um, and no matter what that is, well, we want to we don't want to take it for granted. So if it's something that is stirring up in their heart, um, we feel it's safer for us to react as parents to say, well, God, we'll go with it. So, mm-hmm. so even at this early age, Lord, we want them to know that you take pleasure in those things that they're passionate about. Right. Yeah. Right. I, and you're talking about the list growing. I mean, Jesse and I, our girls are buddies. And uh, for a while it was, uh, it was singers or dancers on a Disney cruise. Oh, yes. <laughs> this was the one that they came up with. I think it combined our daughter's love for princesses and singing and something else. But they came up with that the perfect job would be to be Disney princess singers on a cruise line, yeah. on a Disney cruise line. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it is interesting, you know, in, in seeing our kids, you know, and Greg and I's kids are smaller than your kids, but, uh, you know, just seeing these things develop out of them and, you know, I mean, I know it sends me to like to prayer of like, God, you oh, got to yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. gotta help because I think, you know, for our, you know, we see in our daughter, you know, my husband and I both come from a theater background and went all kinds of wrong ways with it. And then seeing that same gift develop in our daughter can be terrifying because right. <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, God, mm-hmm. 
I, you know, you want to encourage it because it is a gift, mm-hmm. but not in the in a way that would lead her in the direction that we went with it. Right, right. You know, um, but as I've been wrestling with that, you know, somebody did said something to me that made a made a, a big difference in the way I saw it and said, you know, God has given her this ability to have an audience and teach, you know, in terms of having drawing people in, you know, yeah. but that 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 doesn't have to be used to draw them into her and her talents right. or to, you know, <clears throat> to be some, you know, to seek after the stars that that we sought after, you know, but it but to 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 nurture that in a way that, you know, like if pe- if he's giving you just that that love to to be on the stage, but to to nurture it in a way that is That's always right. giving God glory, yeah. glory yeah, to God, you know, that it's it's something that he's given you so that you can draw people in to him you that's know? good mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 interesting because when you know my daughter's six and i'm watching <clears throat> watching her just change before my eyes and part of it is mm-hmm. pretty scary uh <laughs> but it's also pretty exciting you know to uh to see she's she's she is a natural encourager but then so is her mom my wife is like just a, a gifted encourager she just encourages people um and uh, even just last night, Allie knew today was was Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and she spent the night and all morning making cards for different people in the office. You know, and she's got no real personal relationship with them, but they were nice to her. Yeah, you know, and I've got to make one for so and so. And I mean, with all all of her focus and all of her attention and how do you spell this? And I, and she's writing these messages on these guys, just a little encouraging hearts and she's got them. She's all cut out and they're in her backpack and she can't wait to get here and give these <laughs> cards out. You know, that's awesome. Uh, the past months, month or so she's been uh, showing an, a real deep desire for recording and singing. So she's home singing. And can we record now? Can we record now? Now I, you know, I love to record, but, she she's got me beat, man. Because I'm saying I don't feel like it now, and I've never been able to say that, you know. Um, but I want you to hear something. Uh, my wife sent me this clip uh, a few weeks ago of my six year old imitating Pastor Carter and David Ham. Uh oh. <laughs> In one scary preaching moment. Yeah, I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> <laughs> right from her heart, she's just doing this, and you'll hear this. Listen to this. I know some of you are going in a situation that you never think is going to change. But God is a, God is a miracle. He's, he changes miracles. He can make miracles. He's a God of all nations. All nations. He will turn your life around. When you're in darkness, he'll stop. He will start reaching out in his hand. He'll bring you back to life. He'll turn you around. He'll turn your life around. He'll turn your life around. When you're, when you're in a situation that you don't think will ever change, God, reach out your hand. Shout, God, God, stop reaching out your hand to him. Stop asking him. Stop asking him for prayer, forgiveness. He'll turn Touching. <laughs> I was just that was priceless. Uh, I can't post the um, video because I don't. I'm saying oh, I don't I want to know. See our listeners, you, you didn't get to see the video before <laughs> us here. We just watched the video and just just uh, the conviction of the way she just presented that, her yeah. body language, her movement. And she's got her. David Ham's hand gestures <laughs> down pat. I tell you, you knew you watching it. You, you know? know which one she's doing yeah, in which yeah. clip. <laughs> And again, it's it's just it's a gifting, and so but I think precious. one of her other gifts is really just to be an encourager because I have a bag of money in my office. Well, I probably shouldn't say it like that. Thanks for letting us know. She she has she empties her bank literally empties her bank uh, because she wants to give it to Chakra. 
That's precious. So, and she, I can't present it. She wants to present it herself. And uh, so when we're talking about wow. gifts and talents, and we're talking about God depositing things into our children, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to acknowledge the gift or acknowledge that there's something there. Yeah. You know, the tendency is to want to go and nurture it, you know, just mm-hmm. put our hands on it and help shape it and mold it and direct it. But I, I think just like most of us in this room, we've had to, you know, that there were some things that we realized we love to do and we got a little old and we've started, we, we kind of moved away from that. So there's a path in which uh, I think, you know, we all have to take, but something you said, Jesse, was that, the fierce fear element kicks in mm-hmm. because you don't want her to go down down that same path mm-hmm. that you know you and your husband took. But the other side of that is that you went down that path, yeah, and you can you can change the, the track. In other words, yeah. you can be the switcher. And <laughs> also say, sense. look, I you know I know you love being on the stage. I, right. I mean, right now she is so excited to do this play in school. Uh-huh. You know, but it's like and to to. You know, not squash that, you know, but also let her know, look, we, you know, and we're open with her about what we did before Mm -hmm. we worked at Times Square Church because this is all she knows, you know, but that, you know, that we've been down that path and we've tried to do it for ourselves, but this is where it left us. And and here you have a chance. Remember what your talents are for. Remember what your gifts are for. You know, there's this, we love it. There's this perfect little veggie tales and it's, it's one of those veggie tales that isn't based on a Bible story. It's okay. based on the Lord of the Rings. But the message is perfect uh-huh. because, you know, little Junior Asparagus has his gift. He's got this ring and he just wants to know what it's for. Mm-hmm. And he finally learns in the end that it's, you know, that this gift is, is to help people, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, just, we're, you know, we're doing our best to try and yeah, remind yeah. her always that, you know, that that that's what these are these gifts are for you know these things that you love to do right. you know they're they're to to serve others and to I, I was just while I've been listening to your comments and on this topic of raising children and uh, with their talents and gifts and one of the characters that comes to my mind from the Bible is uh, is uh, the relationship between David and Solomon father mm-hmm. and a son and the way David as a father uh, made everything ready for the next generation who was represented by Solomon to carry on the work of God even further than David was ever able to go. Mm. Uh, because, as you remember, David was not granted his desire to build a temple for for God, but that privilege was given to Solomon, the next mm-hmm. generation. And David, at that point, he could have become bitter, right. you know, resentful if... I didn't get to do it. The next generation will definitely not. You know, right. this is as far as they will go. But instead, he spent a good part of his latter years just building up resources, uh, making sure there was enough timber, gold, all the precious materials, so that when Solomon, who was inexperienced, and the Bible emphasizes that, when he took the reins of, of being the king, he had everything ready so that he could, uh, and, you know, I think about that in relation to to my own children and then in whatever capacity God allows me to serve is to make sure that uh, I'm not so focused on just, you know, what I'm accomplishing uh, Mm. myself in the Lord, but that my desire would be like David's to see the next generation maybe reach greater glory or greater heights in God than I have ever been able to go. That's how I feel for my children. And that's, I think, uh, in whatever leadership role we are we should feel uh for the people we're serving as leaders good stuff we're going to be coming back at a later date with uh with the discussion on spiritual gifts and how they relate to this area of music ministry or christian arts uh and maybe that's another discussion as well (laughs) big time Yeehaw, David, Jesse, this has been great. I think it's been informative. It's been certainly been edifying. Uh, it's been revelatory. Uh, and I uh, really appreciate you guys being here and having this discussion with us. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. I'm David Ham. I'm Yuhan. Jesse Carrasco. <laughs> here at TSC Music. Join us again next time on TSC Music with a Mission.
Take joy, my King, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. And we also hope you'll join the conversation online, because Music with Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet, and don't forget to use the hashtag MWM Podcast. Watch and share videos on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TSC Music TV. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Jungbin Kim, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, all the way from Scotland, singer-songwriters David and Yvonne.